Hey, Brian here. What do you know? What exactly do you know about peace? How to live peacefully? Well, we're going to give you the art of peaceful living in this episode. As you can see by my voice, I'm very toned down. I'm not as excited as I usually am because this is an episode that's going to take you there in a peaceful way and, and get you in the mood. I'm just getting you in the mood right now for where we're going. I have Sid McNary here. Is just a brilliant man, and he has all the things that you need to live a peaceful life. It's coming out right now, so are we excited? Yes, but in a, in a very mellow way. Yes? Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back with another one. It is Brian S. Arnold here with The Authority Project, and I am so happy to have here Sid McNary, who is here. He says to... He's going to help us discover the art of peaceful living. Is that right, Sid? You got it. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, we shall see on this current episode of The Authority Project. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. All right, and we are back with another one, people. I am here on a Friday, had some technical difficulties, and I'm still trying to work out right before the show, and it's still not working. I have a, my old Mac camera, which I don't like, but uh, we are here, and we are at peace with that because we have Sid McNary here. He's going to teach us how, he's going to teach us really the art of peaceful living, but the original title was this, Why We Must Find Peace If We Are Going to Survive. Peace is an inside job. How are you doing today, Sid? Today? Outstanding. Really peaceful. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. So why don't you let us know who you are, first of all, before we dive in, who you are personally and then professionally? Yeah. Personally, I am someone who's been on a spiritual journey for as long as I can remember. I can remember at three years old, knowing that part of my mission was to bring peace into my family, bring peace into the space of where I was, which at the time where I can remember it, it was in church. And so really helping people find that. And then my life kept progressing. Fortunately, I was able to have a normal life and I uh, came from playing sports from age seven till I was 23 years old. And then I went into coaching college football. And what I learned in that transition of coaching college football for 12 years, I really began to understand how my life really wasn't as peaceful as it was when I started meditating at eight years old. Mm -hmm. And how at that point in my coaching career, I knew I wanted to get more peace back into my life. And as soon as I made that awareness, my whole life started changing. Eventually I left coaching football. I went and sat on the mountains as a Native American, four days, three nights without food or water, did that four times, spent 10 days in silence and kept diving into, okay, how can I bring peace forward? 
And so that began to open up that led me to owning yoga studios that eventually my son who started teaching when he was 13 bought me out at when he wow. was three. So I was I had <laughs> that legacy behind and uh, he still owns the studios. And then I, I was hitting, I hit burnout with coaching football, I hit burnout as a yogi. And then I realized, okay, I've got to get connected to the source and really allow the source to move through me. And that's what I do now. You know, I mentor people and help people, people that have been healed from lifelong illnesses in order to live the life of their dreams. And so that's how it's been going. And it definitely, the foundation for me starts with peace. Awesome. We got some people who are already excited to have you on here saying, how, how can I bring peace forward? So powerful. So maybe that's something we can answer as well. Well, you, yeah. not me, <laughs> as we go forward. But yeah, so let's go with your, so what is your current project right now? Let's, let's deal with that. My current what now? Project. Oh, my current project is I'm actually writing the encyclopedia on the art of peaceful living. And what that looks like is one, someone who picks it up. The first thing I'd say, you know, kind of how can someone, that question was just asked. The first part of the book will be declaring that's what you want. Because as soon as I did that, all the things that weren't aligned to peace in my life began to shift. And then when I got my Native American name, Nahi Adonade Nuatohi, which means he who brings peace. Mm-hmm. Everything that didn't look like peace, I had to start to allow it to just go and continue to find the peace on the inside of me so that I could see it as everything was on the outside. Awesome. So last question before we dive in, do you have a daily routine? Oh, definitely. (laughs) I typically wake up uh, anywhere between 4 and 5 a.m. And when I do, I, I get up and I sit and meditate. Because I've been meditating for 40 plus years, it's fairly, yeah, fairly easy for me to sit for 45 minutes to an hour. And for me, meditation or meditation is part of the communication to the source or to God. And so when I sit, I may first start off with uh, prayer to start, you know, calling in, asking for God to be here asking for protection, asking, asking for just allowing me the space to move into life into my highest. And then, you know, we have two ears and one mouth. So then I meditation is how I use those two ears to listen to God and really just sit and be in a place of peace and be alert. You know, I think that's something that is often missed when people are meditating. It's like listening for a whisper for, from a friend. Someone says to you, I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a secret. And when they start to lean in and talk to you, nobody mm-hmm. usually jumps when a friend does that, right? When a friend was mm-hmm. in your ear, but when, at least for me, when I first started getting to a place where I was hearing something outside of my own thoughts, when it would come up, I jumped because that was a lack of peace in me. And now it's different. It's It's just like when a friend goes to whisper, I lean into it and really try to focus in and hear that at a depth coming from the piece of where I sit. So that's the beginning of my day every day is to sit and and meditate, to be in union and communication with spirit 
And then from there, sometimes I'll journal, sometimes I'll read, you know, other times I'll go for a walk and take, allow my meditation practice to not just be a sitting meditation practice, but to become a actual moving and meditation, you know, so that I can begin to create that space of meditation throughout my whole day so that I am alert and seeing and leaning into life. And that's a big part in practicing gratitude throughout the day of, all right, what do I see in this moment that I can be grateful for that truly allows me to see why I want to be grateful? You know, a lot of people have heard that. I mean, it's kind of a buzz thing. Go be grateful for t today. Well, am I really <laughs> going to be grateful for someone that just hit my car? Yeah. Maybe not, unless I've gotten myself there. If I can see, all right, maybe if this person did that, maybe I just avoided the accident that could have killed me today, right? right? Just by being able to stop. But that takes time. So when I'm doing gratitudes, I, I will often think, all right, I am grateful for being on the authority project because I get to share my message with so many new people and therefore peace is going to grow through the world. So I go through those three steps of the gratitude so that I can see why I want to be gratitude and what's coming forward from it. So you do your gratitude throughout, throughout the day. Cause I hear people and I've done, even now I'm starting to do like gratitude in the morning, but you do it throughout the day. And are you saying in different situations in every, in every place that you go, where, where did that start? Are you starting into a place where you, you think there might be conflict? Yeah, sometimes I'll journal them in the morning okay. or at the end of the night or end of the day. Because if I do that, right, if, I've, if my mind has been going in a train of thought that is negative, then I'll journal at the end knowing that the last thoughts I have before I go to sleep are the ones I wake up with. Otherwise, I do just go through and appreciate life and pause to actually say, okay, why am I grateful for this? And what's it bringing forward that me having gratitude for the water that's moving into my body as I take this drink? It's almost, I used to pray over my food, which a lot of people do, right? I would pray over all my meals. I've been doing that as long as I can remember. And now why wouldn't I be praying over and be grat in gratitude over everything that comes forward? So for me, Anything that causes me to pause, it can be a conflict. It can be something I'm, you know, and happy about. Like whenever the eagle flies over me, mm -hmm. I always pause and give gratitude for that. And why? And then I go through the steps. Okay, I'm pausing to be grateful for this eagle that just flew over because I know the energy it's bringing forward for me. And therefore, I'm going to be stepping into a higher vibration. And then I can feel that coming up just by acknowledging what I'm seeing in the moment. So yes, I, I will pause and say, okay, I'm gonna do gratitudes morning or night, but I really try to look at where can I be grateful for every situation that comes forward and it continues to bring into my life things that I am grateful for. Awesome. And I just wanna let people know who are already in here now. We, we've already dived into that. I, I think we've already dived into the subject of peaceful living already, if you haven't been listening so far, cause that's using my next question, but we're already here. So. We just had, it's, it's amazing that you're here because my last guest, we talked about happiness mm. and, and how, and, you know, you know, how to be happy or how to realize that, you know, are, are you in real happiness? So tell us about this, tell us about this path of peace that you've been on. Do you, do you, and I, I got so many things to tell you, actually, 
Do you think that a lot of people are not at peace in their lives? And if so, why? Well, I mean, we can look around at the state of the world, right? Yeah. And if I look around at the state of the world, I'm saying, no, there's a lot of people not happy. We just had someone go and kill people at a massage parlor. That person that went and did that, I would have to say that person's not happy. Yeah. And on a deep core level of happiness. And when I say that, two things you have two things that only you or I or anybody listening has to do for themselves, and that's peace and happiness. So it's interesting you had the guy happiness before peace. <laughs> yeah. Those are two things that you can find on the inside. And no matter what comes into your life, if you truly have them, you're still happy. You're still at peace. And so when I look at the state of the world, I'd have to say, no, most people are not. And why is that? For myself, I know when I was at wit's end of looking for peace, part of what was taking me out were the things that were happening outside of me. You know, and me not being able to recognize the power in me to actually be in that. So I think part of the reason that people are unhappy is their fear that they don't get to keep their happiness, their fear, their lack of things that they need in their life, their normal survival instincts and things like some people are scared they're not going to be able to have the house over their head. They're worried about the next meal. They they don't have, they're not sure if they're going to be able to clothe their children. If you don't have your basic needs taken care of, it's hard to be at peace, harder. Mm -hmm. It's not impossible. It's just a harder plight for somebody. So I think that's part of the reason why people aren't at peace or happy today is because they are worried about their basic needs. This is, um, you're already answering, you're answering a whole lot of my questions already. So this is, this is crazy. So I'm going to try my best. So, so how about this? Okay. So we're not at peace, right? We're in the scenario. We're not, you know, say if we're, we're in debt, still in a COVID environment from 2020 on to this year, people, a lot of people are in debt right now. They're, they've lost their job. They've lost their businesses. Some people are in bad relationships right now. You know, something is, is it, can you find peace by getting out of, certain environments or, or, or certain mindsets where it's like, can I be at peace now that I'm free from fi a financial burden or, or a relationship? How does that work? Or can we be at peace even if we're still in those environments? Yes and yes. Okay. Uh, and I'll say yes to, initially, it may be easier to begin to get a glimpse of peace when you've left chaos. You know, if you've got a chaotic and you've left, you may start to see peace because you've left. Now, to keep peace, you're going to have to become peaceful on the inside. You don't just get to magically disappear from yourself. You know, something I had to learn about me, why did I have failed marriages? Because I was in them. Hmm. It wasn't just about the other person. So just because you leave doesn't mean you'll keep the peace. If you, If there you go, there you are, you have to make sure that you, the person who's going through that, is at peace. You can also stay and work on being peaceful at the play, wherever you are. It takes two people to fight. It takes one to have peace. No matter where you are, if you choose peace is what you'll have. Most people aren't willing to say, I haven't chosen peace. So then they look at the other person and they start pointing fingers at somebody. But when I point a finger out, three more are pointing back at me. 
Right. So there's three right. things I probably better shift for every one thing I think somebody else is doing. Right. Right. So, so I just see the scenario. I'm just going to dive more into the scenario because I'm thinking there's one more scenario that I want to go through. Like if you're at this job and it's just painful, it's painful to go there. Because I remember, I remember a long time ago, I was doing customer service at another company a while back now, but for six years, I was doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just going in there, just like, I was numb, Sid. I, I was like, I'm just going through the motions and it was exhausting. My energy was down. And really thank God that they were laying off people because I feel like I needed to go, you know? So how can people right now, because I know people like that who have, or in those jobs right now, who are like, I just, I need some peace. I'm, I'm exhausted by the end of the day. How, how do you find peace in that? When you know you still, still need to pay the bills, you need right. the job, but you know. Well, that, that is a big reality, right? And most people aren't ready to take a leap of faith and say, okay, God feeds the birds, waters the trees, takes care of the grass. What makes it think that me, human, on earth is going to be the one thing on the planet God ain't going to take care of? That would make not much sense, at least in my brain. So that's first. Now, let's say that I stay in a job because maybe I need to feed my, I think I need to stay to feed my family. I need to stay to take care of myself. Now it goes back to that practice of gratitude to me because someone who's not at peace often is stuck in their head in their train of thought mm -hmm. that takes them down a rabbit hole that's really based on the past. Now, just because I'm in a job that I don't like doesn't mean that the job tomorrow is going to be exactly the way it was today. But most people are going into the job thinking Yesterday is how today's going to be. Yesterday is how today's going to be. And that's that hamster wheel that they're on, thinking about yesterday as today. So if I can train my mind to start to look at what I'm grateful for in the moment, then I may be able to start to get on the other side. And faith to me is the master chemist of everything. If I have faith, everything gets created. Everybody has faith. Most people don't think about they have faith. But there's not too many people I did occasionally when I had asthma, wake up in the morning and say, where's my next breath? Mm. So we really have faith in something because we wake up and we just breathe and go on for the next day. Now, if I can take that and say, OK, whatever it is that I have faith in that is allowing me to breathe, because some people don't want to call it God or they don't want to call it the source of the universe, whatever it is that allows me to breathe, then I could have faith that it's going to take care of me in this job that I may not want to be in and move from that space and find gratitude and make it promoted right at the job you're at to the job that you will love for the rest of your life. But that means that I have to let go of thinking I know everything. Because I, one thing, you know, we'll go back to happiness. You either get to be right or you get to be happy. Mm. They don't usually come together. <laughs> and so if you want to be right, you get to believe that the job sucks, even though it's feeding your family, taking care of the bills and all the things that it is doing. Or you can learn to be happy and let the job take care of itself. It's mm, amazing, man. That's great stuff. So can you give us some practical steps? Because mm -hmm. I know people are, are listening in, watching now, and they're probably listening later. What if I'm in, a, in an issue with this obvious conflict 
and I just need something to give me peace now, <laughs> you know, like serenity now <laughs> to give me something now. Can you give us some practical steps or maybe some long-term things? I mean, I know a lot of this has to start with healing and that kind of thing. Can you just go over some things that we can take away from right now as you're here? Yeah, I'd say one is acknowledge where you are in the sense of I feel anxiety, hurt, guilt, shame, whatever is going on inside of myself. Then stand up, acknowledge that, plant your feet firmly, and then know where you want to go. I want to step into peace. I want to be in love. I want to be happy. Then start to take seven conscious breaths. Mm. So just breathing in and breathing out seven times. And then open your eyes and step as if you were stepping over a line and plant your feet in happiness or in peace or in love or in whatever it is that you want to step your feet and plant them in. And that begins to shift you on a cellular level. And so that's a very easy practical step for people to as they begin to step into peace in this way. Another one is to, I like to do, before I go to bed, I will take a glass of water. I will pray into that water and say, when I wake up in the morning, I want to be with this, whatever that is for you. I want to be in peace. Mm -hmm. Now I'll sit that water next to my bed. Then when I wake up, I go and pick up the water, remember what I said, and then drink the water. That does a couple things. We're 70% water. So if I'm programming the cells in the water, I begin to drink that and I'm programming the cells of the 70% of water that's within me. And I've already begun to train my mind through the whole night to think about stepping into peace. So those are two easy, practical things that someone can do that doesn't have to change much other than you'll, what I've found with people is they find something that starts to feel great and then they just abandon it. But I feel great. And then they stop and they wonder why yeah. they get back to feeling terrible. So yeah. have the discipline. And for me, my discipline is I'm a disciple of peace. No matter where I am, I want to get to peace. Mm. And so begin to notice what is it that someone is actually a disciple of. If you're constantly thinking about your job is terrible, you are a disciple of terrible, terribleness, because that's what you think about most. If you want to be a disciple of peace or a disciple of love or happiness, spend more time being in that. And that's what you'll become. Amazing. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with that. I totally agree with all of that, man. So what do you say to people who say, you know, you said people start and they stop. They come to you, you know, this isn't going to work for me. I just know it's not going to work for me, this peace stuff. You know, what do you say to people who are just like this woohoo stuff? Is this, that's, you know, it's just for those guys who do that woohoo stuff. You know, well, why do you think this is so powerful? How, why this can be so powerful for people who believe like that? Well, first, I'm always like, okay, you want to be right or do you want to be happy? <laughs> right? Okay, because I can let you be right. I don't need to be right. I want to be happy. Now, if you want to try happiness on, let's let go of thinking you know exactly how tomorrow is going to be. Because if you knew exactly how tomorrow was going to be, you'd go ahead and be happy because you go buy a lottery ticket. You go do whatever you need to do to be happy. And if that's not the case, then maybe you just try something new on. As Newton's law, something in motion stays in motion until it's knocked off. 
Mm -hmm. It's going to continue. We continue doing the same thing over and over. We keep getting the same results. That's Newton's law. Now here it is. Sid's on and Sid's saying, stop that and let's see what's next. Stop Mm -hmm. thinking we know what's next Mm because we don't. The only thing we really know is what's happened behind us. So in this moment, I know I have an opportunity to do something different. Just try it on and let go and see what's next. You know, that old saying, let go and let God. If you worry, don't pray. Sometimes, you know, some things that people said in church, they weren't all wrong. Step <laughs> <laughs> into that. Yeah, absolutely. This is great. I, I really only have one last question. I mean, I, I have many more, but we're up against the here. But you know what? I, have, I, w- I want to get this out of the way. I'm going to sneak one in on you real quick. <laughs> so when does trying to be peaceful not work? So I'm just picturing a scenario. Someone is relentlessly being mean to you or your wife or someone that you love. And when does, okay, enough is enough. Come Does it, does that ever come out of Sid? Okay, is Sid always peace? Or does Sid have some, something else to him? Okay, well, listen, I, I, I got to deal with this another way. So <laughs> most peaceful beings, I think, has hit the earth was Gandhi. Okay. Gandhi said he's peaceful, but he's aggressive about his peace. Okay. Okay. So if something came my way that peace didn't instantly shift it back, which I have yet to come into that. Yeah. I mean, I've had people walk up to me and want to fight and a bald eagle flies over and I said, look, man, there's a bald eagle. And then we come into peace right then and there. Now, there was a time my wife came out. She was already crying when she came out of Starbucks to the car. And I, I was at peace. I was on my phone just <laughs> you know, waiting for her to get her coffee. Right. She came out and she was crying because some guy in this mask that had a name on it started with T. Mm. Pushed her out of the way and said, you're taking too long to go get your coffee. Oh. And his wasn't even ready. So she came out and got me. I went in and I said, hey, because I, I can bring out the coach's book. <laughs> I said, what's the problem? And he kind of ducked his head. And then I looked at everybody else because they were all looking. And mm. I said, all you men in here that, that saw my wife get pushed, mm. that's not okay. Yeah. And so when are you all going to step up? And then my wife got her coffee. We walked out and I wanted to make sure that guy felt it. So I mm. stayed outside of the car, I took my, my shirt off. I'm tatted up <laughs> right. out, and right. I was like, okay, you're going to get to see this. And yeah. now what's it going to be? And he ducked his head and he went in the car and he backed his car out and I waved and I gave him the peace sign. And I said, all right, see you later. Mm. You know, so, yeah. so there, I think that there are times that, whatever you want to call that negative energy, it shows up. Now, how soon and how quickly can I get back to peace? Yeah, That's how I see it. You know, there are those times. Yet, what I have found is everything that's happening outside of me is a direct reflection of what's going on inside of me. I know that for my wife, at times she gets nervous when a lot of guys are in a space. And that that is something I, I think is terrible yeah for the women in the world today and so when she walked in that reflection showed up for me one of my books the warrior within a quest for peace i've got a warrior within me that allows me to say 
I'm going to be okay. Yeah. However, I need to step into this. So it's easier for me to hold that peace. So yeah, I think an important piece of that journey to peace is to see the reflection of what's going on in me and the outside world. If I don't like the way it looks, I shift in me that outside what I'm looking at changes too. And then I've got to keep it moving because it is a journey for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for answering that. I know that was a little off, off kilter there, but I appreciate it. <laughs> so last question, I asked this of all of my guests, it goes something like this. There are people here listening or watching rather, and they're listening later and they have similar goals, similar interests, and they want to do some of the things that you're doing and do, do what Sid is doing right now. So can you tell them in your own words, now put you front and center, how they can become an authority in this space? Yeah, for sure. I'd say if you want to be an authority on the art of peaceful living, one, you can come to the website, artofpeacefulliving.com or nahiwellness.com and start to step into the things that are available for you to get the tools, to begin to come into mentorship with myself, start to teach. We're all teachers and most people just don't realize that they are teaching how they are being. So learning how to be peace for yourself begins to shift your family. Your family then can shift your community. Your community starts to impact your state, the nation, and then we touch the world. But it starts with you. So be willing to get on the path, to walk it, and move forward. And for me, the very first moment that I said I wanted peace was when my life started to shift. So if you want peace, go for it and keep going till you get there. It is a journey. It's okay if it takes many steps. And I look forward to seeing you. I'm Sid McNary, sidmcnary.com. You can come find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Sid McNary, all those things. And even in Clubhouse, you can come to the Art of Peaceful Living as the club. We talk, I give two hours Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to speaking on that, as well as an hour Monday through Thursday at 8.05 a.m. is the start every day. Beautiful. That's great, man. And I'm, I feel like I'm already at peace. Just your aura on the show is just amazing. So it's a good energy. So I appreciate you being here. Love your answers. What you're bringing off the energy, it's positive and it's genuine. So thank you so much for being here. I'm honored. And it's a great way to end the week. And we had a comment here saying peace, an inside job. Absolutely. From the inside out. Great stuff. So I'm good. And uh, yeah. Jose, thank you for having the show. Thank you for bringing me on. Anytime you want me to come back, I'd come back anytime. I appreciate you and what you're doing in the world and helping people get, get messages out. It's such a big honor to be supported in that way. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. I am good. Everybody remember before we go, build it, share it. And they will come. And that's it. See you next time. We're out. And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.